Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back for another episode of The Snake Pit. And of course, I'm joined by the man himself. That is the Hall of Famer, the master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, what's going on, man? One of the few men not to appear on WrestleCrap. Well, there's, there, you were featured in one thing on WrestleCrap from what yeah. I've seen so far. There's one thing, and it's, uh, it's you playing a trumpet. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I feel like that's a good reason to induct you, right? Crap, that was wrestle horse shit. Oh, that was bad. You know, I've I've also heard people reference the uh, the whole spin the wheel, make the deal thing as Jake wrestle crap, and I'm like, wait a minute, my friend, that is not wrestle crap. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, look, uh, you said it. We are back doing wrestle crap after some strong demand. Uh, it's going to be our second edition, hopefully, of many here on this show. We've got some wild ones, uh, everything from gross to funny to one that's pretty offensive. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to get your reaction to all this. You ready to dig in? Let's do it, man. All right. Well, Jake, let's start here. Uh, have you had much time around Mae Young? Not much. Okay. What, are you, what have your experiences around Mae been like? Uh, they were very mellow. Okay. So she's not she's not quite the uh, wild woman that she portrays on TV all no. the time. Not at all. <laughs> that's that's probably a good thing. Um, I mean, she's a wrestling legend, Hall of Famer, Trailblazer. Uh, they even named the May the May Young Classic tournament after her. But Jake, did you know that she once gave birth on live TV? I heard that. <laughs> well, Mark Henry's son. <laughs> that's right very good i was i was like there's no way that jake has heard about this but yeah your old pal mark henry was doing yeah. the sexual chocolate gimmick uh i mean when you two were were living together did you know that he liked mature women no i did not 
well, I don't think the world knew it either until he started like dating Mae Young in this storyline. Yeah. And uh, holy smokes, we've got a wild one to start out the show. It's the it's the birth of their child. Let's check it out. rubber hand a fake rubber hand that's what she ended up after all this build up and she's pregnant and she's taking bumps and getting beat up by the dudley boys and they're like well hopefully this baby's okay (laughs) and when it all comes down to it a rubber hand wow (laughs) who who was delivering that I don't know who the doctor was, uh, but I mean, you know, you've got some of the greatest minds in the history of wrestling there with uh, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. (laughs) And and, uh, this is the creative they've got. That's amazing. (laughs) That was something. And, you know, Jake, uh, we hear all the time that Vince loves bathroom humor and just like silly, gross shit like this. Uh, When you were working on the creative team, did you have to deal with a lot of weird pitches like this? No. No, I didn't. Okay, so he hadn't gone fucking insane yet, is what no, you're saying. He hadn't. Okay, well, next up we've got some creative straight from the mind of the devil himself. It's Kevin Sullivan. Jake, were you familiar at all with the Dungeon of Doom stuff that was going on in WCW? No, I wasn't. Okay, well, Kevin Sullivan and King Curtis, who's working here as the master, are forming a crew to compete with Hulk Hogan and WCW. And as a result, you've got some absolutely fucking insane vignettes. Uh, And in this one, John Tenta is going to join forces with the Dungeon of Doom and has a new name after first being called Avalanche in WCW. Let's have a look. Father, I'm looking into the sea, and I just don't understand. Come to me, my son! Alex Warrior comes from 200,000 leagues from the bottom of the sea. The predator and scavenger of the seven seas and the four oceans. The shark that has come on a tidal wave from the South China Sea to the sands of Waikiki 
with a taste for Hulkamania. It is Jaws. Shark attack. Shark attack. Shark attack. Shark attack. Shark attack. I want a shark attack. I rode a tidal wave from the South China Sea to Waikiki. And now I'm on your home turf, land, and I'm hunting you down. My mouth has been watering for the taste of Hulkamania. I can't wait to bite all the little Hulkamaniacs. I am the biggest man-eater alive. And what you gonna do, Hogan, when the shark attacks you? Why? Because it's etched in stone! <laughs> I should be laughing along with them there at the end. Everybody just laughing. Yeah. I think you do that to keep from crying. <laughs> dude, dude, I have never fucked around with psychedelics before, but I feel like I've got the gist of the experience after watching that. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much do. You know, uh, Curtis was famous for those. Uh, for psychedelics? Yes. Did you spend a lot of time around King Curtis? A little time. All right. Please t- uh, give us a story. Very, um, he had a little holder on his belt. It's for a pocket knife, you know? Yeah. But he had a purple rock in there. A rock? It was clear. It was a rock of acid. What? Yeah. And he'd just take it and lick it one time. <laughs> and he'd be fucking off there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have never in my life heard about somebody carrying like a rock of acid yeah. that they would look like. Oh, he he put it. He he'd have some other people try it too. You know. Did you try it? Fuck no. <laughs> so how many people lick this thing over the? Years? Oh, I can't imagine. How long do you think a rock of acid would last? I don't know. I Holy don't... shit. I mean, uh, you know, you hear about people like keeping acid in their pocket and then they get all wet in the rain or something and it soaks through their jeans and they get a really like nasty high. I mean, man, he was really gambling there, wasn't he? Uh, I think it didn't matter. <laughs> he probably would have enjoyed himself. I think his brain was toast anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't they say like too many hits of acid will like fuck you up for life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love King Curtis. He was a sweet, sweet man. Man, uh, just hilarious that he's carrying around a rock of hat. Like, have you ever heard of anybody else doing that ever? No, never. <laughs> that is very unique. And so is this character here for John Tenta. He's the shark after having this great run up in WWF as Earthquake. Uh, Jake, the shark character with the face paint and everything, what did you think? Well, he had lost a lot of weight. He did. He looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked pretty damn good, man. So, uh. I don't know if that's because of his disease or, or what. I think I think he just dropped a couple of lbs. I don't know if he was sick or not yet at this point, but I I don't know that for sure. Yeah. 
Um, well, while we're here discussing questionable Kevin Sullivan creative, let's take a quick look back to Super Brawl 1 back in 1991 and the debut of a new character in WCW that was pretty much doomed from the start, even though it's a Hall of Fame guy who's uh, using this gimmick. Let's have a look. So we've got the music playing. Uh, this guy is this is Oz is walking down to the ring. Jake, any guess on who that might be walking down there with him in front of him? I don't. That is Kevin Sullivan in another rubber old man mask. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Jake, have you ever heard of the Oz gimmick before? Yeah, I had. Yeah. Have you ever seen it before? Or is that your first no, time? That was my first time. And hopefully my last. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's amazing what can come out of some people's minds. But what's that... even more amazing is that they can convince a committee of wrestlers to go with it. <laughs> What the fuck, guys? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I mean, not to mention, like, uh, you know, you've got you've to confirm this with, like, some suits, too, when you're when yeah. you're working for Turner. So, like, th that was a lot of production. They had, like, a bunch of actors out there. It was, like, yeah. the Wizard of Oz crew and, like, all yeah. the lights and shit. Like, that was probably, a you know, a couple thousand dollars just for that entrance. At least. Right. And it's like, who? how the fuck did this get past anybody? I heard that that uh, Glacier's entrance cost them like fifty thousand dollars every time they did it. I have heard that too. I want to say that like before he ever set foot in the ring, this Glacier guy, they ended up spending like more than two million dollars on him. Right. <laughs> so so it's just absolutely crazy the kind of money that was just going out the door on just shit gimmicks. Apparently, uh, Kevin Nash came to uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, concerned about this before he went out. Like, hey, dude. I don't know if this is going to work. And Kevin Sullivan uh, famously just said, just take the money. <laughs> wow. Is that the right answer? Just take the money? <laughs> or like, would you have been a little more squeaky about this? I've been squeaky about it, man. I have too much pride. Man, I cannot uh, begin to imagine being a young guy in the business like Kevin Nash is just trying to make as much money as you can and work your way up. And it's yeah. just, you're just fucked. You just have to do it. Yeah. Um, when you think of guys coming into wrestling and getting stuck with just a garbage gimmick, does anybody in particular come to mind? Red Rooster. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the worst of all. Yeah, that's that's uh that's mine. Or the Twinkies. The Twinkies? Yeah. What is that? Well, it was a tag team that somebody came up with. They called them the Twinkies. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> They were like giant marshmallows. Oh my God! Wait, what territory was that? That was in WCW. 
what is wrong with them over there? They're just coming up with some shit. It lasted one TV. This week's episode of The Snake Pit is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be really difficult for a lot of folks, myself included. Between the change in weather and the holiday season, it can get a lot of people down. Maybe your circumstances have changed. Maybe you don't have your family around you anymore. Maybe you had a relationship last year that's not around this year. There's a lot of reasons why the holiday season can get a lot of people feeling really down. I know for me personally, I can deal with a lot of stress and anxiety around this time of year. You know, it's a lot of pressure and you want to make everybody happy and you want to make sure that everybody has memorable experiences and it can really weigh on you. The holiday season is tough, but maybe you just struggle with anxiety or difficulty in general. I know that I certainly do. You know, my anxiety really began to flare up when I found out that my wife was pregnant with our daughter. It was February 2020. And of course, the next month, the world shut down due to COVID. And I mean, you want to talk about anxiety, nobody knew what was going on, nobody knew what the long term effects were. And I was concerned about my daughter and my wife and continued to be for months after my daughter was born. So it was a difficult time in my life and a time when I really think I could have benefited from a service like BetterHelp. I wasn't aware of it then, but I'm aware of it now and I'm actually set up with my first appointment through BetterHelp. And there are a lot of benefits to therapy. It can be a real bright spot for a lot of people, you know, especially in some really dark times of stress or change or sadness, anxiety, depression, anything that you're going through. Just having somebody who's not in your immediate family to talk to can help you to feel grounded and give you what you need to manage the emotions that you're going through. Therapy, in a nutshell, can help you to be the best version of yourself, whether or not you've experienced some kind of a major trauma in your life. I'm excited to start my first session, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, I really think you should consider giving BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, and it's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your personal schedule because, uh, as we all know, the holiday season is busy, but people's work schedules can get in the way too. So BetterHelp provides a simple solution for that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SnakePit today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SnakePit. I cannot recommend therapy enough. If you guys have been considering it, if you're having some difficulty, if you just feel like you would benefit from talking to somebody, I really hope that you'll give BetterHelp a try. Again, it's BetterHelp.com slash SnakePit. You'll save 10% off your first month. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Did you ever see uh, Arachnaman? No. That was, uh, you know, Brad Armstrong, the super unbelievably talented guy. Great look. I guess he just couldn't put it together on the mic or for whatever reason. And they put him in the Arachnaman gimmick, which was a ripoff of uh, Spider-Man. Of course, he's out there like flinging webs out of his hands and doing all kinds of weird shit like that until Marvel Comics came after them and said, hey, you're infringing on our trademark. So it was like, God hey. almighty. Just... insanity yeah it really is man money in the hands of fools can create some shit it certainly can what else 
Hands. Well, next up, we've got the very talented Dustin Rhodes. He's going to return to WCW in 1999, and he's going to get stuck with one of the all-time shitty gimmicks, uh, which we get introduced to through a series of vignettes. Let's take a look at one of these short vignettes right now. Awake, my son. What's under your bed? What's in your closet? Oh my god <laughs> were you familiar with this gimmick at all demonic shit there brother <laughs> right and like so i remember watching this as a kid and thinking like oh man that's kind of spooky like kind of cool um watching it as an adult though it, it kind of uh it hits different does anything stand out to you about that whole thing oh yeah you're asking a kid to come away with you <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly it i mean uh it's just a broad jump to pedophilia, you know? Right. right. And, like, I didn't see it as a kid, but how a bunch of adults that are, like, booking this aren't seeing, like, hey, wait a minute, there's an adult man standing outside of a kid's window trying to lure him out. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that one would go away pretty quickly, and he'd end up just going back to, I think, being the natural Dustin Rhodes in WCW as a wow. result. Yeah, I think some other grown-ups were watching that on TV and uh, called in to complain or something. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, man, just horrible. And, like, you know, if you can't find a use for Dustin Rhodes, especially coming off like he was red hot as gold dust in WWF right before this, if you can't find a use for him in your company, like, what in the world is wrong with you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, just terrible. Um, next one is going to be really fast, but we can't do one of these without a Sid botch. Um, in this instance, he's about to wrestle Kevin Nash, who has fortunately found his footing in the WWF as Diesel. And Sid is going to deliver another infamous promo moment live on pay-per-view. Let's drop in on this one. Mr. DiBiase, a lot of people say that your desire to control the WWF championship is more like an obsession. Are you obsessed with obtaining the WWF title? You might say that, Jim Ross. You might say that I am obsessed with gaining the World Wrestling Federation title because, you see, by winning the title and bringing it to the corporation, it gives me a tremendous amount of leverage within the World Wrestling Federation. As you know, I always like to have the upper hand. And as far as me not being able to have bought the title, when this man walks in that ring tonight and walks out with that belt, I will have, in fact, bought the title because he works for me. Sid, I've got a question for you. We all know that you can bring the heavy offense, but there are a lot of skeptics that think that perhaps you can't take it, that uh, you can't take the punishment that Diesel will give you tonight. How do you address those skeptics? Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. Anybody has any doubt will get their answer tonight. Well, there you hear it, a man. A few words, Psycho said. Back to you, Todd. So there it is. <laughs> Trying to restart live on pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, I love Jim Ross's uh, quip. We're live, pal. <laughs> oh, man. Sid just cannot fucking get it right, can he? No, man. Psycho Sid. 
oh, what a cool character. Like, you know, he's standing there and he's just like this very like imposing character standing there beside DiBiase. You can just see what a monster he is. And then yeah. it's, he opens his mouth and you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Man, just awful. I mean, has there ever been a time when you've gotten confused on live promo versus tape promo? No. Have you ever seen it happen to anybody else? Oh, I'm sure I have. Ugh, I cannot imagine being live on pay-per-view and you've just got to launch right back into it like that. Just humiliating. In fact, I did it. <clears throat> um, we were somewhere like in West Virginia and a local TV. I'm talking about Backwoods Television, brother. But they were uh, affiliated with Channel Whatever, so they were mainstream in this local area. And they told me, you know, watch your language. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, before it was over, I dropped four F-bombs. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, a couple of, a couple of sucked my dick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they finally took me off the air, you know. <laughs> but uh, come to find out the day, they came and thanked me. Really? Yeah, they said that uh, fucking people were calling in, requesting to watch that interview again. <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes to show, like, you know, maybe we need a little bit more curse words there on, on local TV like that. The host was having a meltdown as I'm doing it. You see him like, oh, my God. <laughs> Just incredible, man. What Do you have any recollection what year that might have been? Were you with WWF? Uh, no, no, no. This was, this was uh, probably eight or ten years ago. Oh, so this is fairly recent. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If anybody listening to this has that footage, for the love of God, share it with us on social. Yeah. We need it. Um, Jake, who would you say is the worst promo guy that you have ever seen? Well, it's a tie between Warrior and Sid. Okay. Well, those, I mean, look, that's, that is hard to argue between Sid just botching everything and Warrior just shouting nonsense for yeah. you know two minutes. That's yeah, it's up there. Well, uh, there's this promo that's been floating around on the internet for a while. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but it's become really infamous. It was even spoofed on Netflix by the comedian Tim Robinson. And uh, it was delivered by Jumping Jeff Farmer. I've got numerous requests from listeners to get your take on it. So let's have a look at this shit show. Earlier, we talked to Jumping Jeff Farmer. Let's go now to that interview. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You've got me mad now. I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and you treat, cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time I'm going full force. 
Okay. Is that Shawn Michaels? <laughs> it kind of looked like him, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> My God, Jake. As somebody who is considered one of the best promo guys of all time, uh, what do you think of that one? Oh, I think there was a lot of promise there. <laughs> really? Yeah, I promise you it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, God. Not only him, but the 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 announcer was just as bad. He was bad. Oh, so this guy didn't even have anybody to play off of. So it's just a mess all around. Motley Cruz. Do you know Motley Cruz or Jeff Farmer? Have you heard of these no, guys? No. I'm guessing they didn't make it all that far in professional uh, wrestling. You're right. Um, so th- also I think we should note that they mentioned that that was taped earlier that day, which means that that was the best take that they got out of that guy. That's what's a, that's what really scares you, isn't it? <laughs> I'd love to see the bad ones. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> that was just atrocious. And I have to ask Jake, you know, you have done coaching for AEW for promos. You've, uh, I know over the years you've given tons and tons of people advice on promos. Uh, if you're in the territory and you're standing off camera watching this happen and the guy comes to you afterwards for advice, what might your response be? I would tell him to take his tights off, put them in a pile, and burn them. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, you probably wouldn't be wrong. That dude needs to find another line of work. Either that or become a deaf mute. (laughs) Now, there's a gimmick that hasn't been used. Yeah, there you go. That's what we need. Um, well, when the Hulkster went to WCW, he started lobbying to have guys that he was familiar with come into the company because he felt like he could draw more money with the guys he had success with. Um, and that's why we get a number of arrivals like John Tenta, Kamala, Brutus, Beefcake, etc. Well, in 1998, none other than your old pal, the Ultimate Warrior, comes to WCW after a two-year absence from the business. And he and Hogan are set to face off at Halloween Havoc. Before we get there, Warrior plays some mind games with Hogan. And we'll take a look at one of those moments right now. Oh, please no. <laughs> the disciple has kept the corner there. I don't know where he went. And Hogan's going back to his own locker room now. You're not hurt, you idiot. I got some out, man. Take him out. Take him out. Oh, where's he at? Hey, he was just here. I saw him come in here. You saw him come in here. It's that warrior. Look, look at that. Look at it what the? What? Look at. He's in the wall. He's in the mirror. Okay. Okay. Look at what? I'm Brother, I know the rules. I got the number. You and Disciple. Just play the game. How mad are you on the team? Oh, it's real funny. You think it's funny? What are you talking well, about? Look at the water. Look at what? Look at what? Look at what? It's real funny. You know what? The last line is going to be Warrior. Okay, he's right there, brother. Warrior, I'm on the team. I know what to do with you, man. I'm going to rewrite it. I know, Warrior, it's you and me. I'm out of here. I know. All right, Jake. What do you good. think? You didn't mind it? No. It was better than having Warrior talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> again, I watched this when I was a kid, and like I remember watching and thinking, like, oh, that's cool. Like he's in the mirror, and Hogan can only see him. Like I get it. Like it's cool. But then, like when I get older, people start to point out, like, wait a minute, the announcers could see him, Hogan could see him, but Bischoff is standing right there, and he cannot see him. Right. <laughs> so they're really asking you to suspend your disbelief in this one. And that's that was the only bad part. The announcers shouldn't have been able to see him either. Right. It should just be like the fans and Hogan. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hit the pause button real quick to talk about a partner that is near and dear to my heart. I'm talking about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Guys, before AG1, I used to wake up every morning and I was taking a bunch of multivitamins and supplements and I hated it. I mean, getting all that stuff was expensive. And then once you're done, you know, swallowing all those pills and vitamins and supplements, you don't even have an appetite for your breakfast anymore. So once I got fed up with that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try doing a healthy smoothie every single morning. Well, the smoothies tasted good, but you have to go and get all the ingredients, and then it takes time to measure out portions. And then when you're done, it takes even more time to thoroughly clean the blender and make sure that you get underneath all those blades. And it was just eating up so much of my time. I needed a simple, singular solution that would cover all my nutritional bases, would give me more energy through the day, and would give me better gut health, something that would support my immune system especially with my young daughter coming home from daycare with a bunch of germs on her hands and coughing and you know it's if you've ever had a toddler you know that once they get home uh, from daycare they're just like little carrier monkeys they've got all kinds of germs and all of a sudden you yourself are getting sick all the time i needed something to help me and ag1 was the solution and after more than a year with that i can say i've never been happier with my morning routine or felt healthier AG1 made life easy for me by providing 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one scoop with water. That's it. I drink it. I'm done. More time to spend with my family, more time to get work done, simple cleanup, and the energy and health to tackle every obstacle that gets put my way. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. If you got a family and a budget like I do, I know what your next question is because it would be my next question. How much does it cost? Well, we're talking about less than $3 a day. You know, my wife every morning is going to uh, the gas station or Starbucks uh, in order to get, you know, some kind of a special coffee or a snack or something like that to get her morning started. Not anymore. She and I are wrestling over the AG1 every morning to see who can get theirs first. And uh, let me say, we both broke our bad habits and we're saving money on a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients with AG1. That is a giant win-win in my house. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com forward slash snake. That's drinkag1.com forward slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out, guys, and I know that you're going to love it just like I do. Yeah, uh, so it was like, man, one of those things, bringing in, in Warrior, who was never a good worker to begin with, and all of a sudden you're going to pair him with uh, now a Hulk Hogan who's in his 40s, uh, kind of pretty much doomed from the start, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, any guess on how long Warrior lasted with WCW? No. He gets a huge money offer in May of 1998, and he is gone by November. So one month after Halloween Havoc and this match with Hogan, that is that. He's gone. 
Um, a lot of fans think Hogan wanted him to be brought in just so he could get his win back from WrestleMania in 1990. Does that sound like some shit that Hogan would pull in your yeah. opinion? Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow, that is getting very petty. Um, well, their match at uh, WrestleMania six is considered to be a classic by many, but the same cannot be said for their match at Halloween Havoc eight years later. Let's drop in quickly on a moment that uh, that a lot of fans reference. It's a botched spot here in the match. He's going for something. Hogan's got something. He's digging out. You. That's great paint. I have no idea what that is. What? It's a lighter. Hollywood Hogan. Was that a was that like a fireball or something that he attempted to throw at the warrior? He was gonna. He was gonna. He tried to blind him. He tried to. He was gonna burn that man. That's what he was gonna do. All right, so. Yeah, that's when you need to know what your gimmick is and stick with it. <laughs> gimmick. Right, when did we ever see Hogan throw a fireball in the past, ever? Well, you still haven't. <laughs> that's true. Never quite uh, made it out of the starting gate with that one, did he? No. no. Have you ever used flash paper, Jake? No, I haven't. What do you think of the com- concept of throwing a f- ball of fucking fire into your opponent's face? Well, I've seen it, seen it done right before. Yeah? Quite. It works quite well. Uh, it just means the baby face has to scrub his face with a rough towel so he can have some burns. That's the bad part. Have you had to do it? Has anybody ever thrown a fireball at you? No, I've seen it done quite a bit. Scandal Rackbar used to do that. That's right. He did it to Jim Duggan, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Then there was an old timer named the Great Mephisto he used to do it. Great Mephisto. Yeah. Was this before your time in wrestling? Yeah. Okay. So, so throwing fireballs at people is like, it's a staple in pro wrestling. Yeah. You know, I always thought it was silly, but the way that you're describing it, where like you've got to rub your face with a towel and make it look all burnt and fucked up, and then I've, I've, there's a picture floating out there of Jim Duggan with Muhammad Ali, and he's got like the side of his face looking like a wreck, um, right after he got burned. Uh, it's you know what? I'm coming around on this idea. Oh yeah, it works if you do it right. They just did not do it right. No, they didn't. Are you more of like a fireball guy or like throw powder in somebody's face? Which would you prefer? Fireball. No shit. If it's done right. Wow. All right. I'm surprised. Um, All right, Jake, we're going to end this one on a very weird note. Fans are about to hear me ask you this question and start laughing because they know what's to come. Have you ever heard the Katie about the Katie Vick storyline in WWE? Katie Vick. Yes. Okay. So it was 2002 and without getting into all the crazy details in a nutshell, triple H accuses Kane of committing murder of a woman named Katie Vick during a promo. He would go on to accuse Kane of committing a disgusting act with the corpse following the car accident that killed her. Next in the storyline, Triple H is going to claim to have footage of Kane committing the act, which is what brings us to our clip. 
this is widely considered one of the most tasteless moments in the history of pro wrestling. And some people will say in the history of TV. So let's have a gander. You know, Katie, those pennies that I always saw in your skirt, you won't get your knees. Oh my God. smell of formaldehyde in the morning. Katie, I'm gonna give you what you want. And I'm gonna take what I always wanted. Okay, that's about all I could stand. <laughs> so, Jake, uh, as a as a seasoned veteran in professional wrestling, where are you at on necrophilia in in wrestling? Not with it, man. <laughs> that's some sick shit. <laughs> it was, and I actually cut out the part. I know a lot of fans are going to be disappointed that I did, but I just couldn't watch that shit anymore. Where at the end, Triple H was like, "Was it as good for you as it was for me?" And then he like picks up a handful of like brains and says, "Oh, look, I screwed your brains out," and throws it at the camera. That's the big payoff at the end of this. God. <laughs> and uh, worse yet, Jake, this was done at an actual funeral funeral parlor in Nashville. Of course, of course, it was. And it gets worse than that. That that removable wall that that we saw in the background. There was an actual funeral going on at the same time on the other side of that wall. Bruce Pritchard has told the story because he's the one who produced this. Oh, my God. So people are mourning on the other side of the wall, and Triple H is having sex with a mannequin in a, in a casket. <laughs> no respect, brother. No, just awful. And this is a guy who's going to become the chief content officer and one of the most powerful men in the company. I just You just can't make this shit up, can you? Oh, you can't, bro. It's uh, fucking disgusting. Should have been banned from television altogether. Honestly, like it, it makes you wonder how something like like the they had to edit that and get it in the cutting room and you know make make additions subtractions to it. Like, how in the world did that get past people and make it to television? I don't know. Insane. Okay. Now, <laughs> like him smelling the panties. Oh, just yeah. hideous. And there's children watching the program back there at this time. Exactly. Uh, I hate to ask, but I have to because I think people will be disappointed if I don't. Jake, any amount of money for you to do that? No. No, I do it for free. I do it for free? <laughs> I won't accept money. <laughs> but I, I do it right. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, yeah. I'd use a real corpse. <laughs> Oh, my God. So disgusting. That, folks, is how you end a podcast right there. We're just not going to yeah. beat it. 
Um, all right, we will be back to some normal programming next week. Uh, so get this, the movie The Iron Claw about the legacy and tragic lives of the Von Erich family is about to debut worldwide on December 22nd. So, Jake, I figured it might be a good time for us to wrap up our conversation about your time and end of your time in WCCW. So, uh, uh, Jake, I have to ask, are you going to be going to see the movie? No. Too painful of a time for me. I don't blame you. Gary was a good friend of mine. Uh, Michael was it was all right. Kevin, he was a friend of mine. I just can't do it. Totally understand. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's an incredible story about this family, but really, ultimately, it an, it ends in awful, awful tragedy. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a must see movie. I myself am am hoping to go see it here whenever it comes out. But I don't blame you. I mean, you know, being that personally connected to it, how could you uh, feel comfortable? No, I couldn't. No way. Now, one last question before I let you go, Jake. Uh, if if somebody was to portray you in a biopic about you, your life, yeah. uh, is there any actor in particular that you'd like to see do it? Uh, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do much better than that guy portraying. Uh, I, think, you. I think that could work. Hell yes, it could. Hell yes, that that's a great idea. And I hope that Josh Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Josh Brolin on social media, and hopefully we can knock something loose here because that would be fantastic. Uh, rumor has it he's heard about it. Really? Yeah, that's a rumor. Now, did uh, do you know if he watched the uh, the documentary about your life? Yes, he did. Okay. All right, so we we might be getting something really rolling then. Yes, we might. Dude, that is incredibly exciting if that's the case. And uh, I'm excited to uh, join you next week to talk more about WCCW, brother. All right, brother. Take care. Guys, before we go, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, you've got to take a look at AdvertiseWithSnake.com. Jake is known across the world. He gets in front of a big national audience every time he's on AEW TV. He's still a legitimate household name, and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience that you're targeting. If you want proof that it works, just listen to our show. We are always advertising for the same businesses because once they advertise with us, they realize that what we do works. Head over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and get teamed up with the Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts. JakeTheSnakeShop.com is your one-stop shop for all things Jake Roberts and the perfect place to spend some of that holiday money to get your wrestling collection where you want it to be. We're talking about autographed figures, shirts, 8 by 10 so much more over there. Jake can do custom inscriptions upon request, and he's got some incredible stuff there that you cannot get anywhere else. Just go take a look. Right now, it's JakeTheSnakeShop.com. Why don't you go add a new centerpiece to your wrestling collection? Get over to Cameo.com slash Jakesnake for a personal message from the Hall of Famer himself. We've got a new review here from Travis. Our old partner was retiring from the police academy, and he was the perfect candidate for a roast. Jake the Snake was the ideal person for this task. He absolutely nailed it. Thank you, Snake. You are the man. Whether it's a roast, a holiday greeting, words of encouragement, or whatever you're looking for, Jake is absolutely great at doing these cameos. It's like having the greatest promo guy of all time cut a promo just for you. If you're a lifelong fan, you've got to try a cameo from Jake. Again, it's cameo.com slash Jake Snake. Order yours right now. 
We've got new ways to keep you warm over at the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check out this awesome Snake Pit beanie we just added. Very stylish, and it'll go great with one of our many hoodies, a Snake Pit mug, or how about some wrapping paper for your holiday gifts? We've got everything over there. Again, it's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. It's kind of like a love letter to the fans of the 80s and 90s. If you don't believe me, just go have a look. It's boxofgimmicks.com. Check out the Snake Pit page. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Snake Pit Pod for short clips from the show, highlights, and even some exclusive content over there. We're about to drop something really, really cool here in like a week or so, and I cannot wait to tell you guys about it. I'll probably tell you about it on the next episode. Also, we do giveaways over there for our subscribers, and we're going to continue to do it. I think we've got another one actually coming this month, as a matter of fact. So look, don't miss out on this stuff. All you have to do is get over there and get subscribed, and you're in. You're eligible for any future giveaway that we do, and you get to see all the cool stuff we're doing over there. Again, it's youtube.com slash at snakepitpod. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms. That does a huge favor for Jake and I, and it only really takes you like a minute. So if you can, please go over there and hook us up. It does wonders for Jake and I. Just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com, starting at just $9. That is less than $0.15 an episode each month. I mean, that's an unbeatable deal for the amount of content that you're getting early access to. Plus, there's tons of bonus content, interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities, and much more. Uh, Jim Duggan and I have that episode about his rivalry with Buzz Sawyer up right now on ad-free shows, and it is a must-hear piece of content about a part of Jim's career that just does not get covered often enough. Plus, his wife Deborah, who was involved in the angle and got legitimately hurt by Buzz, does a quick run-in to add some more context and perspective on the situation, and is a really special moment on the show. Head over to adfreeshows.com today to get signed up and get caught up on the Hacksaw Hour. The show has been an absolute blast. Catch Jake on X at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. I'll tell you what, this wrestle crap stuff, I was maybe a little bit skeptical going in, but it seems like it's a home run every time we do it. We're going to continue doing it here every so often, and we will see you next week right here on The Snake Pit.